I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're back on Inside Black and Gold. We're going to go through the stock down part of the program the uh as, because because the first half of this uh, podcast definitely wasn't negative in any way <laughs> but man it has been rough to say to say the least um and i just you know why was Derek Carr on the field that's the most frustrating thing to me is Derek Carr should not have played in this game. And, you know, this is kind of like he's he's my first stock down player, but it's more of a duo because it's hard to just say one. Derek Carr to Chris Olave. What the heck happened? Six targets, one catch, four yards. Now, I will say that I think Chris Olave might have been playing hurt for this for a majority of the second half of this game because he took a hit. He took a big, big hit. On a, on a short ball, I think it was in the second quarter. It might have been in the third quarter. Actually, it was. It was early in the third quarter. Ah, I could be wrong. Anyway, don't, don't, don't quote me on that. But he took a big hit on a short pass, and he kind of hobbled over to the sideline. Never won the injury tent, um, but he just didn't look right after that. And I, So I wouldn't be surprised if we see him on the injury report with something on Wednesday. But either way, he was out there. Got to be productive. Got to do something. Derek threw the ball 37 times. He targeted him six times. He had one catch for six yards. That can't happen. But, you know, to me, it's like Derek, he, 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 he won't use the shoulder as an excuse. And he shouldn't, you know. And, and like, people are people say, oh, whatever. But, like, now he's not going to do that. But, okay, one of two things is true. Either Derek Carr played with an injury that limited him at such a level that he hurt his team by being out there because he was ineffective. 23 for 37 for 127 yards. He was completely ineffective. He didn't turn the ball over. You give him that. So either either the shoulder was the reason or he's out there playing at a, at a low enough level that he's hurting his team. And he's perfectly healthy. But he's playing at a level so ineffective that he's hurting his team in that way. So which do you which would you prefer? Pick one. Neither is great. But at least if it's the shoulder, to some extent, you could hope that it would get better. So personally, <laughs> I'm hoping that what we saw today was a hurt quarterback trying to get it done. 
And I, you know, and, and I said this in the pregame, like the report, I think Nick Underhill reported that, you know, he didn't have any pain on Saturday. He threw again, blah, blah, blah. You know, <laughs> the problem with this is the person who you're trusting to report the status of his shoulder is the guy who, by his own admission, said that he decided on Sunday night that he was going to start in this game. You heard that correctly. Not Sunday morning. Not this morning. Last week. He decided, coming home from Green Bay, that he was going to start in this game. So, it wouldn't have mattered whether he was feeling pain. It wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> he was going to tell you that he was ready to go. So, there is a, there is a, as a head coach, as a coaching staff, you got to know. You got to understand and you got to say, hey, the doctors, all the doctors have told me that this is a minimum one to two week recovery timeline. And I know that you want to be a, want to be a warrior, but we're not putting you out there. And you know what? Part of me wonders if they didn't want to put Jameis out there just in case the offense looked good. <laughs> oh gosh. Anyway, stock down, man. Because if, if you went out there knowing that you were going to, that you couldn't be as effective as you needed to be, that's selfish. <laughs> and if you went out there and were that ineffective, that's just bad. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> Neither of those options is good, but one of them has to be true. So uh, anyway, that's, that's my first stock down. Chris Olave, you know, I, I saw some people questioning the effort. Again, I, I, I think he was hurt. I think he was dealing with something. But who knows? It's tough. You know, either way, the, the, the offense looked demoralized by the end. So, okay, let's, let's move on. I, I did enough ranting about Derek Carr. You know, and I like Derek Carr a lot. I think Derek Carr is a great leader on this team. I just don't like how this went. You can't sit there and tell me, we have faith in Jameis, we have faith in Jameis, we trust Jameis, Jameis can get it done, and then make a decision like you saw today, and, and, and it clearly went the way it did. Next stock down, and this is unfair. I'll, I'll preempt this by saying it's completely unfair. Marshawn Lattimore. Come on, man. <laughs> you know, Mike Evans only played half of this game. He still won that matchup. He had four catches, 40 yards. Let me double check that. I want to say four catches for 40 yards. Three catches for 40 yards. You know, I think one of those was not on Marshawn. Two of them were. And that doesn't bake in the third down play where Marshawn got beat clean. You could argue it was offensive pass interference. Maybe it was. I don't, it, it, it's neither here nor there. It didn't get called. He got beat to the point that the only option he had available to him was from the ground to reach out and grab Mike Evans' legs and pull him to the ground. And it was a good play because if not, they're playing cover zero. That's a touchdown. He <laughs> walks into the end zone. Easiest touchdown pass of Baker Mayfield's life. So realistically, it was a great play to prevent a touchdown, but it was a terrible play on third down because you left yourself with no option in that matchup that you're supposed to win and you're supposed to be the star. And, you know, again, this is unfair because if this was anybody else, you'd be like, you know what? He had a great game. I, he didn't have a bad game, but he didn't have the Marshawn game that, that you grow to expect and the Marshawn game that the Saints defense kind of needs, right? Like you, you play a certain way on defense because you know you have Marshawn out there who's going to lock down, is going to take away that guy. And Baker... You know, to, for all his faults, Baker is not afraid to throw at anybody. You know, Baker went out first throw of the game, went right at Marshawn. He set the standard for how he was going to approach that matchup. 
And, you know, I think Marshawn was kind of surprised because you go into those matchups and he's covering them like a blanket and the ball just didn't go there. Tom Brady never challenged Marshawn, but Baker did. And, uh, and, and, and Mike won that battle and they went out at halftime with a hamstring. And that's when it kind of got weird because Chris Godwin is going to play a lot of the game in the slot and Marshawn's not going to go in the slot. So you can't just say, okay, Marshawn, follow along, follow around Chris Godwin. And when Mike Evans went out, you saw the Bucks kind of go to this weird kind of hybrid design with their wide receivers. And so it kind of leaves Marshawn's like, okay, who am I defending? And uh, yeah, it's it's kind of weird. Uh, and I, so in, to some extent, I think Mike Evans going out made the Bucks a little more difficult to defend. And that's weird to say, but it just made them a little bit more unpredictable. Like what 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 you were expecting them to do was no longer what they were doing because they didn't have Mike Evans. Um, and so like they just didn't throw at Marshawn the rest of the game. I. You know, there were points where I'm like, oh, Marshawn is still out there. He's just standing alone on that side of the field because why would you throw at him? But, you know, I I was disappointed in that. You know, this is probably the first time I watched a Marshawn-Mike Evans matchup where I thought Mike won. Um, And so, you know, again, it's not fair. But but because Marshawn is that elite-level player, I expect him to play at a higher level than he did today. You know, and so he's a stock down. And, and just because the defense as a whole, like, it did not get the job done, right? Like, again, like I, like I said in the first segment, like, you can't, you know, your, your offense has done nothing. But it at least engineered two extended scoring drives to make it a one-score game. But the defense was never able to get them the ball back with a chance to fail, you know? <laughs> and that's and that can't happen. Um, so, you know, uh, there's that. My next stock down player is, again, I'm going to harp on the defense here. Anyone who tried to make a tackle. I don't know how many missed tackles there were in this game, but golly, how? I mean, the number of times I saw a play and was like, oh, stop. They got him. Third down. They stopped him short. And then all of a sudden, they're three yards past the, the line to gain. Like, what? Rashad White, Keyshawn Vaughn, they ran the Saints ragged. I don't know what their numbers ended up being. Rashad White, 15 carries for 56 yards. You know, it's crazy that it's not more than that. His long was 11, but it felt like his minimum was five. You know, like the, 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 I have to look, but I guarantee you he had at least five or six runs between six and 10 yards. Like, it seemed like every time they ran up the middle, they were getting at least four or five yards. And this is a defense that is supposed to be built to stop the run. A 4-3 scheme is supposed to have beef in the middle, right? Like, that's the whole point of it. You're, you're, you're containing on the edges, and you're stopping the run with these two big defensive tackles. Well, how are they running up the middle like that with guys named Keyshawn Vaughn and Rashad White? What the heck? They don't even have their best their best interior lineman, Ryan Jensen's on IR. So what is happening? Um, you know, I, there was a play, I think it was Alante Taylor, who got juked out of his shoes. That was on the touchdown drive. I think it was a third down play. The Chris Godwin catch late in the game. Demario Davis getting called for a hold. You know, like I don't think Demario had a great game. I don't think anyone on the defense had a great game. And I know there's comments in there saying, oh, they got a turnover. They got a turnover. You know, yes, but that's it. I mean, like that was the only game-altering play they made. And it was at the one-yard line. 
you know, I just I just feel like that the the defense failed uh, today. You know, it just didn't get the job done. And to me, you know, I expected the offense to to struggle be, because. You know, I wouldn't say I expected it, but like you're used to it. Like you've seen this movie before. If you're surprised by it now, that's on you because they've show, the Saints have shown you who they are on offense. But what I thought they were on defense is a top unit. Well, the last two weeks, at least, you know, the, the second half against the Packers and all day today, you did not see that. It was very much an overmatched defense trying to make up for an overmatched offense. And that's it's not going to it's not going to win you a lot of games. <sighs> Frustrating. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The, the pass rush wasn't there. The containment wasn't there. Baker Mayfield, he can run, but he's not, he's not, he doesn't, he doesn't run like he looked like he could today. <laughs> it was just bad. It was just bad all around. All right. Next one going down. These are technically dishonorable mentions, right? But they're on there. Man, you're a fullback. <laughs> you don't get a lot of opportunities to screw up, right? Like, in most cases, best case scenario, you make a nice block and the play-by-play guy is like, oh, hey, it's man, fullback, Adam Prentice, oh, a couple yards. Man, he really put his fingerprints on this game in a very, very bad way. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Adam Prentice gets cut. Like, that's how bad he was. You know what? And I mean, like, he, he, I'm sure he threw some nice blocks. You're going to look back on film and you're going to be like, ah, oh, great block, Adam. But, man, the first, I think it was a third down play on the second drive of the game. The Saints went down the field, you know, kicked the field goal because that's what they do. And then, and then the defense stood up, right? You know, not a perfect start, but a pretty good start, right? You went down and scored. You got the ball back. Up three to nothing. Derek Carr, at that point, Drew's shoulder was feeling great. The painkillers were still at full capacity. And, you know, he makes, he extends a play. The offensive line kind of breaks down, but he extends it. Oh, look who's standing alone on the edge of the field. Adam Prentice. You know, the, the trope that you'll hear from play-by-play announcers is, oh, if he caught it, he'd still be running. Now, I don't think Adam Prentice was going 70 yards. That's a probably a bit extreme but you know the the space he had in front of him he's easily getting that first down maybe 20 25 yards even and so he makes that catch who knows you're in you're, you're close to field goal range you know maybe that's maybe that play that that third down conversion it demoralizes the bucks defense and you're able to finally get on the board so you could argue that adam prentice 
cost you a chance for at least three more points when you were up three nothing and kind of it felt like in control of the game to some extent fast forward to the end of the first half Isaac Yadam makes a momentum turning play that interception I still think it was a touchback super lame like I don't understand what the the refs are trying to accomplish by like it's like the offense screwed up but they get rewarded <laughs> get the heck out of here you know Dennis Allen said himself, like, they were just trying to run out the clock, but they couldn't take a knee because they were on the one. So they had to at least run one play to get space so that you're not kneeling in the end zone. And when you know it, they give it to Adam. First carry of the year, he actually gets some yardage. Got five yards. Woo! Fumble. I just... <laughs> Like, there's a point where it's like, all you can do is sit there and just, like, laugh. Because it's like, come on. What is this? How did that doesn't happen? I mean, there's one job there. And it's to not turn the ball over. Maybe get a couple yards. And otherwise, you, you hold on to that ball like it's your child. Like, there's no reason you're even fighting for more yards. And he fumbles it. And, you know, and, like, like you talk about momentum in a game where the, you knew the Saints were going to struggle to score. We saw it. You know, they had three points on the board. <laughs> this is not a game where you can afford to spot a team seven points. And, and that's what you did. Like, you could have gotten into halftime down 7-3. And then you came back, got a three and out, kicked the field goal. Suddenly it's 7-6. It's anybody's game. Instead, it is 14-3. And that feels like five scores with the way the Saints offense has been operating. Adam Prentice cost the Saints two massive momentum swinging moments. The fullback, who most teams don't even have, because you could argue they're not worth the roster spot. So man, (laughs) I don't know. Your stock as a fullback is like this really tiny range where only like three teams actually even care about it. But wow, you just flew right to the bottom. Gosh, that's too bad. I like Adam Prentice. I think he works hard. He's always there. You know, he does the dirty work, but you can't. Come on. You can't do that. Oh, gosh. I, I, I feel like I'm on crazy pills. Uh, you know, so Pete Carmichael is on here. We don't have to go into it too much. I went into it in the last segment. I Again, like this, the shot play thing, it's like if you're going to try to do a tendency breaker, it can't be the tendency you've established because all you ever run are tendency breakers in the same spot of the field. You run, sh- you run shot plays at a third and two always. And again, I don't hate the idea of running a shot play in a situation where they think you're going to pound the ball because you get a great look to run a shot play. But if you only do that, <laughs> then it doesn't work. Anyway, yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot to complain about with Pete Carmichael. And again, like, I don't, I'm not going to limit it to the play calling. That's my issue. It's like, I, the play calling is, you know, it's it's all situational, right? Like, I'm, I think it's a scheme issue. I think it's a preparation issue. Because uh, did it seem like the Saints were prepared today? Did that look like a team? Like, the Bucks were the ones coming off a short week. <laughs> Gosh. Okay. My last stock down, and, and again, you know, these a lot of these aren't fair. But, uh, you know, and, and like, I feel like I've hit basically everyone – at some level, you know, there's not a ton of stock up guys. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to hammer Max Garcia too hard, right? Like he should have never been in the game. I was surprised they didn't go to Nick Saldaveri. Um, cause you drafted that guy. You went up and got him. Why are you not giving your rookie a chance? But, uh, 
Max Garcia, you know, he had to take over for the guy who took because for the guy who got concussed, who took over for the guy who got concussed. So that's Andres Pete who went out with a concussion. Cesar Ruiz was already out with a concussion. So Max Garcia ended in there, ended up in there. And I don't know what the heck the Saints have been doing in terms of preparing their backup offensive linemen. But what in the world is going on when the, like, why wasn't Andres Pete not prepared to come in at right guard? So James Hurst didn't have to move out of position. Why was Max Garcia not prepared to come in at left guard so that James Hurst, after spending all week preparing to play right guard, didn't have to switch across the line? <laughs> Late in the game. <laughs> I mean, these are the type of things that don't make sense to me. Where is the preparation? How can the best option be to bring a guy in and then move another guy across the line two weeks in a row when these guys should have been prepared for that. Those are the types of things that don't make sense to me. Um, so, you know, that that's... I'm not going to blame Max Garcia for that, but I do blame the coaching. I blame the preparation. Last guy, and, and again, this isn't fair. This isn't fair to Jameis Winston, but I'm going to say Jameis Winston, and it's because, dude, seriously... You got in the game with two minutes left. You had a chance to go in there and run offense and, 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 and do something that you could point to and be like, this is how this offense is supposed to run. This is what we should have been doing all game. If I was in here, this would have worked. You know? I mean, <laughs> instead, what you do is go in there and just heave it. <laughs> you threw a punt. And Why? What was the best case scenario? You hit Chris Olave in double coverage. Fantastic. The points don't matter. You needed to go in there and make a sales pitch for why they were wrong to trust an injured Derek Carr over you. And instead, you went in there and played into the exact narrative that is not necessarily fair, but it's very much out there and just threw a pick. Because you felt like it? Because it was the easiest thing to do? Like, gosh, throw it to Mike. Throw it to the running back. Do something to prove that you run this offense, right? You aren't just a just a sling it guy. And that's what you did. And that was so strange to me. Like, I don't understand that at all. Like, what were you doing? It was like It's not like he was wide open. You threw into double coverage. You decided before the play started. I'm just taking a shot. F it, he's out there somewhere. I don't get it. And so like that's disappointing to me because I would have loved to be able to come on here and be like, man, see what Jameis did at the end of the game? Yeah, maybe they should have thrown Jameis out there. Well, if that's what you're going to do, then it's hard to make that argument, Jameis. So he, he, that's, that's a tough one for me, but I think he's on there. You know, there's a, there's a lot more we could go through, um, but been doing, we've been on here for about 50 minutes and all I've done is complain and there's... 120 or so comments in there that that I want to get through. So let's wrap that up. We're going to come back. We're going to hit the mailbag. This is Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak. Saints 9, Bucks 26. Doesn't sound any better when you say it in reverse. Saints 2 and 2, Bucks 3 and 1. Very much in control of the division. The Falcons also lost today. So they are clear ahead. Uh, on the in the NFC South race 
<sighs> not uh, not not when not what you're hoping for when you came into today. But you know, maybe we were all fools for not seeing this coming. Yeah, uh, because it seems like every Bucks matchup at the Superdome. Well, well, I guess not every Bucks matchup, but the last two years we've seen this exact same story play out. Today was worse. Um, but all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap up this segment, go to the break, get the rest of these comments, and be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 